Today is the 21st day of October, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Thus says the High and Lofty One who inhabits eternity, whose name is Holy. I dwell in the high and holy place and also with the one who is contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Let us say together the Jubilate. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the 21st day evening prayer. Psalm 106. Alleluia. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who can declare the mighty acts of the Lord, or show forth all his praises? Happy are those who act with justice, and always do what is right. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have for your people, and visit me with your saving help, that I may see the prosperity of your elect and be glad with the gladness of your people that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned as our forebearers did. We have done wrong and dealt wickedly. In Egypt, they did not consider your marvelous works, nor remember the abundance of your love. They defied the Most High at the Red Sea. But he saved them for his name's sake, to make his power known. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through the deep as through the desert. He saved them from the hand of those who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their oppressors. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words and sang him songs of praise. But they soon forgot his deeds and did not wait for his counsel. A craving seized them in the wilderness, and they put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but he sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses in the camp, and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed Dathan, and covered the company of Abram. Fire blazed up against their company, and flames devoured the wicked. Israel made a bull calf at Horeb and worshipped a molten image, and so they exchanged their glory for the image of an ox that feeds on grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, 
wonderful deeds in the land of Ham, and fearful things at the Red Sea. So he would not have destroyed them, had not Moses his chosen stood before them in the breach to turn away his wrath from consuming them. They refused the pleasant land and would not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and would not listen to the voice of the Lord. So he lifted his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to cast out their seed among the nations and to scatter them through the lands. They joined themselves at Baal Peor and ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They provoked him to anger with their actions and a plague broke out among them. Then Phineas stood up and interceded, and the plague came to an end. This was reckoned to him as righteousness throughout all generations forever. Again they provoked his angers at the waters of Meribah, so that he punished Moses because of them. For they so embittered his spirit, and they spoke rash words with his lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord has commanded them. They intermingled with the heathen and learned their pagan ways, so that they worshipped their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to evil spirits. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, which they offered to the idols of Canaan, and the land was defiled with blood. Thus they were polluted by their actions and went whoring into the evil deeds. Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, and he abhorred his inheritance. He gave them over to the hand of the heathen, and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and they were humbled under his hand. Many a time did he deliver them, but they rebelled through their own devices and were brought down to their iniquity. Nevertheless, he saw their distress. When he had heard their lamentation, he remembered his covenant with them and relented in accordance with his great mercy. He caused them to be pitied, but those who held them captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen, Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, and was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 16, beginning at the first verse. Concerning the collection for the saints, you should follow the directions I gave to the church of Galatia. On the first day of every week, each of you are to put aside and to save whatever extra you earn, so that collections need not be taken when I come. And when I arrive, I will send any to whom you approve with letters to take your gift to the Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should go also, they will accompany me. I will visit you after passing through Macedonia, and I intend to pass through Macedonia, and perhaps I will stay with you and even spend the winter, so that you may send me on my way, wherever I go. I do not want to see you now just in passing, 
for I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door for effective work has been opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 12, beginning at the 15th verse. Jesus, aware that the Pharisees took counsel against him how to destroy him, departed. Many crowds followed him, and he cured all of them, and he ordered them not to make himself known. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not wrangle or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick until he brings justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will hope. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God. From every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor forever and forevermore. A Reflections for Thursday for the week of Proper 24. We continue our readings from the City of God by Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, from the year 430. The two cities were created by two kinds of love. The earthly city was created by self-love, reaching the point of contempt for God. The heavenly city by the love of God, carried as far as contempt of itself. In fact, the earthly city glorifies in itself. The heavenly city glorifies in the Lord. The former looks for glory from other people. The latter finds its highest glory in God, the witness of the good conscience. 
The earthly lifts up its head in its own glory. The heavenly city says to its God, My glory, you lift up my head. In the former, the lust for domination lords it over its princes and over the nations it subjugates. And in the other, both of those put in authority and those subject to them serve one another in love. The rulers by this counsel the subjects of their obedience. The one city loves its own strength shown in its powerful leaders. The other says to its God, I will love you, my Lord, my strength. Consequently, in the earthly city, it's wise people who live by human standards have pursued the goods of the body of their own mind, or of both. Or those of them who were able to know God did not honor him as God, nor did they give thanks to him, but they dwindled into futility in their own thoughts, and their senseless heart was darkened in asserting their kingdom. That is, exalting themselves in the wisdom under the domination of pride that became foolish and changed the glory of the imperceivable God into an image representing a perishable human or birds or beasts or reptiles. For in the adoration of idols of this kind, they were either light leaders or followers of the general public. And they worshipped and served creating things instead of the Creator, who is blessed forever. In the heavenly city, on the other hand, our only wisdom is the devotion which rightly worships the true God and looks for its reward in the fellowship of the saints, not only holy people, but also holy angels, so that God may be all in all. One of these cities, the earthly, has created for herself such false gods as she wanted from any source she chose, even creating them out of mortals in order to worship them with sacrifices. The other city, the heavenly city on pilgrimage in this world, does not create false gods. She herself is the creation of the true God, and she herself is to be her own true sacrifice. Nevertheless, both cities alike enjoy good things, or are afflicted with the adversities of the temporal state, but with a different faith, a different expectation, a different love, until they are separated by the final judgment, and each receives her own end, of which there is no end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory. And grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church. Then in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, 
and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to Him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.